0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTMobile.com. I didn't hear the show, but apparently you plan to start Marvel the rest of the way. We do.
1: Um, part of the, the process on, on adding James was. We didn't want to add it, it was just going to be a spot start. Right. Um, and, and as we've worked through some of the guys with injuries, some of the guys with innings threshold, we realized and, and recognized that we can give him four starts between now and the end of the season. And he's done everything in his power to earn that, we wanted to, uh, uh, one, reward him, but two, have the to go out and he's going to get uh, St. Louis, Chicago, and Milwaukee um, as three of his nice four stars. <laughs> so uh, he will be
0: prepared and he will give yeah. us everything he has. We're looking forward to seeing how he does. Is there anybody you're shutting down or reducing a little because of innings count or pitch count or health rate? Or anything like that? Yeah. We're, we're talking through
1: a six man rotation that will. Um, essentially less than everybody's working yeah, by the start, yeah. but we, as important, we give extra days rest. Yeah. Starters are creatures of habit. They like to pitch every fifth day. Um, and everyone will pitch at least on their sixth, and in some cases on their seventh, because of the off days from here on out. And uh, We may bounce a guy or two um, mm-hmm. that's just adamant about staying on five day or no more than six, uh, but uh, six-man rotation is viable as we look for the rest of the season. Aren't you yep. coming back? Uh, working through that, um, he, he's still, you know, getting treatments and still doing everything he can to to, to work through and. and get this uh, inflammation out of there and and, uh, keep the door open um, and and adjust accordingly. You can remember back to the draft with Marvel, he didn't have a ton of college playing time because of the injuries and everything. Just what were the conversations like in the room to take a chance on a guy like that? You know, Our scouts did a great job of of knowing the young man, knowing how intelligent he is, how driven he is, how prepared he is, how hard a worker that he is and and they wanted to take a chance even with the injury history, knowing that there was probably a Tommy John somewhere in the near future, uh, but they bet on James, they bet that he would be the guy that would do everything in his power to come back well, assuming the surgery um, did what it, a surgery is supposed to do. Um, and and our, our scouts have been rewarded, and, and uh, you know, James has gone out and he's just gotten outs. Um, you know, A this year, the average ERA was up near five, uh, and, and to have him be, you know, somewhere near half of that in seven starts or eleven starts, I guess it was. But um, you know, he just he gets outs. So he's going to put the ball on the ground. Uh, he's going to make hitters. Um, make contact, he's got a chance to get some swings and misses, he locates his pitch as well um, the challenge is how's he going to do that in his major league debut, is he, is he going to give these hitters too much respect or, or the nerves going to get to him but, but uh, he will be prepared and he will go out and beat
0: Rob Musgrove he's going to be back at all?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean Joe, um, is it a starter too? Uh, just get some irritation in that, in that foot and just uh, want to make sure we do everything we can to get him healthy as, as soon as possible and, and uh, put him in a position to be successful and, and anticipate that he will be. You know, at this point
2: in the season, what's the philosophies when you have somebody like Archer who you sort of know what you have with him versus giving younger guys opportunities that maybe you don't know what you're trying to move towards next year?
1: Well, when Chris still wants to build on, on all the positives that we've seen. It's been a challenge, but, but uh, especially his last handful of starts... Um, give or take in an inning here or there. Velocity was starting to climb. The consistency of the slider was, was starting to uh, be where where been when he had been so good, and then the changeup was becoming a really good pitch for him. So to, if he can do it, uh, you'd love him to get out there again. If the shoulder's not going to allow him to, then you give the young guys the opportunities.
2: This is the first time we've talked to you since the Michael Ryan and Wyatt Torres moves. What was the thinking behind those two, if you want to do each individually or whatever? But why did you guys make
1: yeah, and, and um, the, the challenge with, with moves and scouting and moves and player development is, is there are conversations, there are things that, that we see, things that we experience well behind the scenes that aren't necessarily in the public's eye, and uh, both really good men, both good baseball men, both have a spot in an organization. In fact, uh, Michael, we, we would welcome the opportunity to have him in a, in a role other than manager, and um, in, in Wyatt's case uh, you know, probably better for him to, to, to go elsewhere and, and to continue his growth and development elsewhere but appreciate all that they've done for us appreciate their work I uh, just felt like um, uh, in development the most important part of the day is before the game time and after the game time and, and, and Michael was really good from seven to ten um, but we felt like uh, his, his best attributes uh, or our manager demands are, are different than, than maybe his strengths at this point in time. But, again, good man, a hard worker, uh, will probably have a nice career in baseball. We, we just felt like uh, his best fit with us was in a non-managerial role. you guys made any other changes in the player development, staff, process, or anything that you're looking to? Yeah, there's been a, a few other guys that we've either talked about different roles with or talked about moving on from and, and not renewing their contracts. And, um and it's kind of out of the out of the eye, and and, and what we do every year typically is, is make some changes and, and uh, opportunity to bring in some new thoughts and new ideas and new energy, and and um, we'll, we'll have a few opportunities to do that this year.
0: We've seen a couple teams dramatically overhaul their scouting departments over the past <coughs> few weeks. Is that something you guys? I mean, are you guys obviously evaluate those, those rules every year. Do you think that the, an overhaul is necessary at this point? Something significant? Or? Um, we we.
1: As, as we look at internal evaluations um, of our draft and, and of our drafts, um, we like a lot of the things that we're seeing here in the, in the recent years. Um, there's no doubt we had a couple of tough years in there that, that, that weigh down our overall external rankings and, and we understand that, uh, but what we're doing in the amateur side, how we're doing it, the people that are doing it, we believe very much in that group and, and uh, feel like we're, we're seeing the results um, on the pro side. Um, we, again, we feel like we're getting quality information. We still believe there's an absolute need for scouts. Yeah. Um, th- there are some that seem to be going away from that, but we absolutely believe there, there's a, a balance between analytic information and, and good old-fashioned scouting information. Yeah. Um, there's things that, that uh, we, we believe scouts bring to the table that analytics don't. Um, we also Believe in analytics. I believe there's a good balance there. So um, we are working through that process again. The amateur scouting system tends to turn over after the draft. The player development system tends to turn over after the end of the the uh, um, minor league seasons, and, and pro scouts tend to turn over after the end of the major league seasons. But uh, we like our group, um, and, and, and anticipate we'll continue to grow with this
2: group. Do you have a lot of new faces in your scouting department then, and next next year? Or no going this offseason. Not a no. lot.
1: You know, and, and again, we understand that when the major league team struggles, the, the easy answer is that everybody's bad and, and, and everybody should uh, should be changed over, and, and that's not necessarily how it actually plays out.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you look at the the, this, the year as, as a as a whole, I mean, with the starting rotation, do you view the in, the health stuff as just like a a freak thing, or is it? Are there things that you need to address in the off season in terms of how you prepare the guys and? and you sort of get them ready for the season.
1: Yeah, I'm reminded of a, of a colleague's line that pitching is a game of attrition. You never have enough of it, and it's mostly because of injuries and or um, asymmetrical development lines and, and development curves. And um, we will look at every injury. We have looked at every injury and, and what could or, or could there have been something different? Um, how could we have addressed something uh, to help these guys stay healthy? Uh, again, we, we like our medical staff and, and no, I'm not going to discount it as, as freak injuries, but um, there's some things we can learn. There's some things we can grow forward from, and uh, and we recognize that that where we are right now is a really tough spot. Um, we were two and a half games out of a playoff spot coming out of the All-Star break. We went four and twenty-four, and we've gone fourteen and eleven since then. Uh, the four and twenty-four is real. It's painful. Uh, we've, some lessons we need to learn from it. How do we not let that happen again? How do we shorten uh, four and twenty-four? And, and how do we get better? And, and how do I get better? And, and how do I lead this organization better? And that's what we're fighting for right now.
2: With Hayes and Will Craig, one with Hayes, what, what would you like to see in order for him to get up here during the show? You know, probably would imagine the But with Will, is it a similar situation? And what would you see, like, like to see improved?
1: Yeah, September call-ups are about readiness uh, to, to be at the major league level and, and opportunity. And, and in both cases, we did not feel either was ready to come up here and. and do what they need to do at the major league level, and two, we we didn't necessarily see opportunity as well. Um, In in Cabrian's case, it's the bat. It's the the guy we saw in spring training that was driving the ball to all fields with authority um, and and to be in a position to do damage, consistent damage. And, And damage doesn't necessarily have to be home runs doubles that turn into home runs eventually as he matures and, and gains man strength those are going to be important he can play defense he can run the bases he can do some things but we need to give that bat a chance to catch up to how good this major league pitching will be and, and will's trace uh, overall just overall continued growth and development uh, continued physical maturity um, men play at the major league level and they're big strong men and, and we need will to continue to get bigger stronger uh, continue to, to balance out the good hitter with power um, not either or on any given pitch and, and continue to defensively. And with Gregory being shut down again, can you enter the offseason with the idea that he is your right fielder next year, or do you need to adjust that position some other way potentially? This month will, will give us some better answers um, as he goes through the progression uh, of, of uh, one more time trying to get healthy. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's been a long year for Gregory Polanco. It's amazing that he fought back the way he did to come back so quickly. Um, and subsequent to that, it's been a lot of, of uh, start and stop as the inflammations come back in there, and we're working through the cause, we're working through how to prevent it. Um, he will go into the off season with some question remaining, and, and we'll have to have some internal plan B's and C's and D's, uh, but we'll also look for some external options as well. And, and we don't want to write him off,
0: yeah. um,
1: but we need to see how he progresses this month, next month. Uh, as we go into the off-season with the yeah. plan. Yeah. Pretty pretty Josh cool. Bellopin,
0: did to right
1: for that? Sure <laughs> <so. laughs> Josh has worked hard to be at first base, <laughs> and the uh, last three weeks notwithstanding,
2: he's, he's been much better. Forgive me, I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. Is there any concern about Gregory needing any further procedures? And, you
1: know, well, as complicated as his first surgery was, the, the challenges that we've had coming back through that, um, we can't ever rule it out. And, and They may need to try to get in there. Again, we didn't know exactly how bad the shoulder was damaged until we got in there. Seamus and Talia, all the images indicated that it was just going to be flexor. and we get in there, and the ligament's compromised as well. So you don't ever truly know until you get in there. Um, It's not on the radar right now, but if we continue to have issues and challenges, then there may be be a surgery
2: option somewhere down the road. It's probably safe to assume wanting Chisholm isn't coming back at this point. Yeah, it's pretty safe to assume. After looking back at that situation, did you, did you learn anything? We I can try and ask a serious question about it and not be funny, but I mean is there anything to, to sort of glean from the way that went down, maybe not do that again or
1: Yeah, we took a, we made a couple moves last offseason with of the higher risk, higher reward capability in gone with the power and didn't work in Lonnie Chisholm. Very good player when healthy. We just weren't able to get him healthy, and and, uh, you know you feel badly for the guy because of the freak injury coming out of spring training, Um, ready to go, ready to step in and be our right fielder, and and breaks his hand on the last day of spring training, Um, which is now understandable why guys don't want to play the last week of spring training, let alone the last (laughs) day, but. Uh, and, then the, and then the calves just popped up as he was trying to fight his way back through and uh, just never got healthy. And what do you learn from it? Um, you go back through, you, you can become risk averse, which is probably not the right answer. Um, and and or what else could we have done? Uh, a, a player that has an injury history probably will have an injury future, uh, but you can't walk away from those guys. There's a lot of players in the big leagues right now that if teams had walked away because of injury history, they, they would have missed some pretty good players, and, and uh, um, in Gong's case, we bet on the power and hoped the bat would come back, and, and it didn't. Um, in, in Lonnie's case, we bet on the health, and, and uh, after he broke his hand, because um, the Cavs have been fine all spring, a little bit tight here and there, but overall he'd been good, and... Uh, so we, we don't want to become risk averse. but We need to take the right chances, and, and how can we make better decisions?
0: Is it possible for a team that? I mean, you, I mean it's no secret you, you have limited means when it comes to your acquisition budget. Can a team that has modest means not be? Can, can it be risk averse? I mean, I mean, you're almost forced sometimes to go after guys who. who like Clint says, if this guy wasn't having problems, he wouldn't be available, that kind of thing. Yeah, um,
1: the the you know the bottom ten markets arguably have to take the biggest chances. And, yeah. and it's just a matter of um, what is the risk, what's the potential reward, what's the likelihood of the payoff, and, and how big a risk is it, and how big is the payoff. And right. um, you, know, you, you can easily argue that the, that the bottom ten payroll teams, bottom ten resource revenue teams, have to take some chances like that and and, uh, when they hit they they feel pretty good and when they don't hit that's a percentage of your payroll that you're not getting much production from and and it stings more than it does the bigger markets but that's uh, you know it's part of the game we play. Neil with the players you have here and the versatility that they offer could you envision or do you want to see necessarily a situation where you may have Tucker and Newman up the middle and if that is a combo which would play which position
2: in your ideal world?
1: Yeah, it's tough to say that Kevin Newman, given what he's done this year, isn't going to be our shortstop going forward. Adam Frazier is a nice major league second baseman. Cole Tucker still has some growth. We're very excited about what he can become, um, but offensively still shows that that we've got some room for improvement there. So as we look next year, next summer, uh, two years down the road, those are three pretty interesting players to have in in some combination up the middle. And uh, that's a great hypothetical question that that we'll answer practically
0: as, as that day comes turnover will we, will we expect to see maybe this, this offseason in terms of your bullpen options? Uh, you are kind of struggling to find answers and consistency there from the middle relievers it seemed all year. Um, and the pool guys that were cycling up, no one ever really caught fire the way you wanted. Is it reasonable to expect maybe a, a lot of turnover, a lot of just tilling of the soil there to come up with di- different options next year?
1: Well, it'd be... Uh, That's right, yeah our national anthem is Pirate's pitcher, Stephen Brock.
2: pitch, you can swing it back, <laughs> run the bases, <laughs> and you can sing. <laughs> you
1: this contract right, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, So to answer, um, for the second consecutive year, our middle was challenged, and, and uh, we didn't hold deficits, we didn't hold close games the way we needed to, to allow our offense to claw back in. Um, early in the year, we struggled Leverage situations, but as Kelly got healthy, as, as Rodriguez got right, as Felice has taken some huge steps forward, uh, we've been better there. Vasquez continues to be one of the best relievers in the game. But, but you're right, Rob. Our, our middle relief has been a challenge, and we need some guys to step up. And, and uh, we will. We'll continue to explore that, um, whether it's through waiver claims, whether it's through free agency, whether it's through some internal options. We, we need to we need to make that part of our club strong.
2: Hearing what you've said about Frazier Newman. Moran and then Hayes and Tucker, it seems like the most likely thing as we stand here today is that's probably your, going to be your infield in 2020, correct? I know, I know you're not going to like commit to having your starting infield here, but I mean, is that kind of the most likely scenario that you have Moran, Newman, Frazier coming we'll, back next season in those spots?
1: We'll certainly explore free agency. We'll look at the trade market and, and see if there are opportunities to, to make this club better. Um, those are pretty good internal options to have, and, and we'll take a look at what's available on the free agent market or the trade market to see if there's there's a way to even improve upon that. Much more immediately. Is Bell okay today just a day off? Right? Just a day yeah. off, Okay. Yeah. He's, he's played a lot. Yeah. Um, we've asked a lot of him, and yeah, just, just a day off. Did you guys learn anything from that stretch that he played early on, especially as he went through the struggles of June and July, maybe? occasional preventative day off isn't a bad thing with him? Yeah, our our challenge is Josh wants no part of that. Um, He he wants to play 197 games even if he's (laughs) only, uh, he just, he wants to be in there. He he feels like he's an anchor for this club. He feels like the fans come out to see players like him and um, I'm putting words into his mouth that he doesn't ever say that but I know he wants to play. He wants to be their first teammates every day and when he's not in that lineup, it's not a fun conversation and and, um, he played 150-some last year, and, and so the thought was he could easily go 155, 157, and he wanted, again, 197. Um, but there may come an opportunity to, to be more aggressive with, with giving him a day here or there to, to try to keep him stronger. Um, he won't admit it. Uh, he'll never admit that that fatigue got the better of him, and, and that's part of the reason for the occasional struggles here. Um, but it's real, and we need to probably do a better job of picking a spot every now and again for him.